when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends. I'll tell you what's up. Based out of Atlantic City, New Jersey, Geek Time Entertainment runs exclusively along with different events in the area to strategize with their partners who will benefit with increased exposure and patron traffic. Geek Time Entertainment will work with your event in increasing the event's traffic via social media, radio, and storefront advertisements. Holy cow! Also, they will help increase business for your company and event with different sales incentives. Duh! Whether your event will be small or even mid-scale, Geek Time Entertainment is the group to work with. That's what I'm talking about. Contact them today at geektimeentertainment at gmail.com or facebook.com backslash geektimeentertainment. Oh my god, who the hell cares? Hey, this is the Otis Crane from uh, AMC's World from Dead. You know Big Tiny, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Well, folks, she was a point guard coming out of Sayersville. Oh, wait, that's the wrong person. But yes, she is coming out of Sayersville War Memorial High School. We won't say the year because she's still 29 years old. (laughs) Marilyn. (laughs) See, I got her chuckling already. Here we go. Uh, Marilyn Gigliotti. She is best known. I think on a wide scale from Clerks as Veronica. But she's done other projects throughout the years. But she's also very well respected as a makeup artist for both film and TV and doing stuff as a wellness. Marilyn, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. (laughs) She's calling in from the West Coast and we're doing this on Skype. Skype, you need to give us a sponsorship because we tend to keep using you a lot lately. Well, yeah, a lot of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's funny because we've uh, dealt with people, you know, from England and West Coast like yourself, and it's it seems to be a lot more convenient besides doing the traditional telephone, which is great as well. Oh, I, I 
find that uh, doing it via Skype is a little crisper sound than the cell phone because not everybody has a great cell phone. Um, and, and the funny thing is, it's like when I was back in Jersey recently and visiting my daughter, her husband called her on her phone. They both have iPhones. And I was listening to him talk, and it was just so clear. I'm like, is this what it really sounds like? I mean, I have my Android, and I like my Android, but it's never sounded clear like that. <laughs> so do you feel like you need to make the advance based on uh, what you heard with your daughter's conversation? Uh, you know what? I have to hear other people's iPhones and see how it sounds when, you know, it's, I, I can't yeah, just go off of obviously, it. Yeah, uh... obviously... I don't know if you saw, uh, we were just talking before we started officially taping. Uh, we ran into each other down at Mar or Florida Supercon, and I got the old uh -huh. school, this thing's probably, looks like it's about 15 years old, but hey, <laughs> hey it works. Uh, Blackberry, like it's not one of those, uh -oh. one of those super fancy, you know, Blackberries where I can do this, that, and the other, like the iPhones and all. But I look at it. The, right. I look at it this way: it makes phone calls, it texts. I'm happy. I don't need, you know, to spend. Yeah, well, not not everybody needs a smartphone, unfortunately. In in this business of, or businesses that I have, as far as in, t in the entertainment business and hair and makeup and all that, I, I need to have a smartphone because I need to be able to. See my emails and see photos and and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, because it was funny. I let Marilyn know that I was stuck in traffic and all, and I was trying to check my email. I have two different email accounts for the show, which is funny. The one comes up great, but the other one I want to uh, again that northeast per personality of me coming out wanting to strangle people because it's a hassle. But <laughs> but you know it is what it is. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I guess the first uh, tone of business here is uh, it's known out there about Clerk Street. What can you tell us uh, so far on it? Have you seen any kind of script or, or at least an idea for a script? Or what do you know or what can you publicly say? The only thing that I actually know is that I'm yeah. in it. <laughs> and that J um, Jason... Kevin, obviously, and obviously Brian and Jeff, uh, but also, um, gosh, I don't remember his real name, but uh, who played um, Eli. Is it Eli? Yeah. Elias. Yes. Elias. And um, um, Rosario Dawson is back. That's all I know, really. It's, it's, and only because of what I've seen on the internet, information-wise and stuff like that, but I, I have not gotten to see a script um, and unfortunately, Brian is under a non-disclosure agreement, so he can't even tell me what he knows yeah. anything. Well, exactly. Well, let me ask you this then: Are you, you signed your deal and gotten a, a non-disclosure, all that fun stuff yet? No, no, I haven't gotten any kind of contract. N nothing, nothing. Only the confirmation that I'm in. Well, it. that's a good thing. Did that come from Kevin? I gave. To say you were throwing you in here, or... well, well, um, it, <laughs> funny story. I mean, it did sort of, um, but um, the thing is, when he was writing his script, and 
as soon as he started doing that, whenever I would go to the conventions, people would ask me, it's like, if I was going to be in it or not, and I, I said I didn't know, um, I would hope so, and uh, it, through the whole process of him writing it, and then he was also doing a tour of Jade and Silent Bob, a cartoon movie, with uh, Jason, and they were doing Q&As with that, and along one of those, someone had asked whether, oh, who was going to be in it, and who was coming back, and so he did mention me, and, and somebody had mentioned it to me, and I asked them to send me the, the podcast so that I can listen to it and get confirmation in that respect, but um, the only way for me to touch base with Kevin at the time was via Facebook messaging because I, I didn't have any, I don't you know I don't have any contact information for him otherwise and that's about a month later I received a response to that because I can I can only imagine the email messages or, or any kind of Facebook messages that he gets because um, uh, you know he has so many uh, Facebook friends and all that but um, he, he did finally confirm that I was in it. But it was just a few sentences that he wrote me back to, to kind of confirm Yeah. That. Uh, well, let me ask you this, because obviously we had mentioned about the Florida con and all that. Uh, and you had mentioned to me in person. Well, excuse me. Uh, you mentioned about the podcast that they did live. You guys were all involved in because you, yourself, Brian, you know, Kevin was down there. Were they did the Kevin did his live podcast down there? How did you say? How would you say that went? Oh, great! It it was it was a lot of fun, very entertaining, um, and it's um, the Q and A panel that we had as well uh, when it was uh, just Jason, Brian, Joe, Lauren Adams, and myself. Um, I, I would have to say that's the biggest. Q&A panel that I've ever attended. Um, but, you yeah, know, it was a lot of fun. It's like Brian and I both stayed for for his podcast. I don't know if it was actually recorded, though, for his podcast, but, it, I mean, he went down there and he spoke for, I'm not even sure how long, but it, I'm sure it was quite a while, although it didn't feel like it. <laughs> but uh, is there anything in particular, because you and Brian and whatnot and Jason tend to do a lot of the shows and conventions and everything. Is mm-hmm. it really gets humdrum or boring or or or, or, no. or, do, or does each show bring a new uniqueness to it I, they 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 all do vary yes but it's never boring um you know it's like when you're meeting the fans they all have their own stories and 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 things like that uh of you know how Clerks inspired them, how we inspired them, which is actually inspirational for me as well. But, um, I, you know, they all have their uniqueness. Um, I can't say that it's ever boring, though. Okay. Well, you know, obviously, let's talk about number one for a second here. Uh, mm-hmm. If I read right, because we know everything on the Internet is true. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh was it true that you actually went for Kim in chasing Amy and was also not comfortable for parts of that role, but that ended up leading to Clerks? No, Clerks was shot first. Oh, remember? true, true. I'm getting everything mixed up date-wise here, so. 
yeah, no, it's like nothing nothing else was even thought about until Clerks was bought and uh, and sold. Yeah, because so. the budget for that, if I remember, was in the twenty. Even in that time, it's hard to believe. Like the twenty-eight thousand range. Well, and that was pre-Miramax purchasing yes. it. Of course, because go ahead, once, sorry. Once Miramax, well, once Miramax purchased it, of course, you know they they put in some money because they changed it from sixteen millimeter and bumped it up as best they could so that they can put it on thirty-five millimeter Columbia Records and all that. So. You know, and I don't even know what else was done to it is beyond that. Yeah, well, the interesting part is out of that initial twenty-seven, twenty-eight thousand, eighteen of it was for Marilyn's hair at the time, but we won't go there. Uh, no, far <laughs> from it. I did my, my own yes. hair, <laughs> so not like. Oh, it would have been nice to get an extra bump and pay, but you know, why not? <laughs> uh, but. What's that? What pay? What was that? Yeah. What are you giving? What's this here? It almost sounds like an Al Bundy joke, you know, with the, you know, the nickels you were making the shoe sales, you know. Yeah, no, it's like we didn't, and the only reason we did eventually get some money, and and you know, not rich by any means whatsoever. That it, it was pennies. It was after Miramax bought it, because before that, it was only. A promise of some money if it was bought. So there was no pay. Yeah, but obviously it went... And there, did also, well. I'm, sorry to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but also there are no residuals. Yeah. Uh, looking back at, back at that, speaking of that, uh, we're, what, 20, 20, uh, between 20 and 25 years later, and no... 21 years yes. later. Uh, 20, 21 years from release and 22 from uh, date of filming. Yes, but... Looking back, you know, this for you know, because hindsight's twenty twenty here. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you, does it kind of go? Wow, we we were so successful, but we didn't have anything residual wise, or is it like, hey, you know, we had we've had success in other ways. We've been able to do these conventions. We've been able to do another film or two other films at this point. It's going to be, and you know, do you look at the positive on the other side of there? Well, I always try to look at the positive, but the thing is, too, it's like once you really get to know this business, you understand why it was the yeah. way it was. And we, we, none of us were anybody, you know, and I'm not talking just about the cast. I am talking about everybody involved with the whole thing. None of us were anybody. And this was a first experience for everybody film. And so, you know... It's all about a learning experience once you just decide to get into this business. Nobody, unless you're in this business, can understand that regular uh, corporate business does not work in the same way with the entertainment business. It's just just because someone says to me, and, say, and you know, every actor will get this all the time, oh, you should do commercials, oh, you should do this, oh, you should do that. It's not that easy. We have to go in and audition. We have to be invited to go into audition. We have to be uh, submitted by our agents and managers. We have to try to get those agents and managers to be able to submit us into those projects to be able to go in and be an audition. So it's not an easy thing. And so you have to love this to be able to do it at all. In, in a sense, you know, individually, uh, you are your own uh, 
almost like an LLC or your own little corporation. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. And I get a lot of people who will um, message me and asking for advice. And, and you know, there's so many people out there who want to become big and famous. And it's like this business is about not about becoming uh, big and famous. It's about doing the work and enjoying it and loving to do it. And if that's the reason to get into this business, it's not the right reason. Um, and anybody who's going to college... And to be honest, I don't personally feel you need to go to college if you want to be an actor um, because you can get tons of great uh, acting coaches out there who are teaching that don't cost $30,000 the way college will. But if people choose to go to college, I always tell them, if you want to do anything in this business, Take marketing classes because that's what you're going to be doing 90% of the time anyway is marketing yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting that you brought up the business side. you got to love the art of it. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of his name. I'm having a brain fart of it right now. But oh, I have any of those. No one. No yeah, problem. <laughs> uh, it was interesting that the gentleman I spoke with uh, – anyway, he brought up about – that, you know, I would say, I think the number he referenced was, for those who are within the Screen Actors Guild, only 1% of those actors, and there's, like you said, so many people, mm-hmm. it was 1% that actually make a livable wage. Yeah. And, you know, think about that. Uh, it's, it's pretty low. I mean, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but yeah, it's low. Yeah, it's very low. So, you know, you got to, like you said, you got to love doing what you do to make it work. Yeah. And and for me, it's not about becoming big and famous and rich. Um, in fact, if anything, the thought of becoming big and famous is one thing that I feel has probably kept me in a position where I'm still struggling to become a working actor and make a living as a working actor because the fame scared me, to be honest. Um, I was afraid of having paparazzi constantly uh, lurking around corners and the, the having no privacy and all that kind of stuff. So that scared me. I, it, it took me a while to kind of get over that because the one thing about fear, it's like, and, and, and I coined this little term for myself, is am I more afraid to succeed or to not succeed in what I want to do in my life So or, or to never have tried? And so that put it in perspective for me. It's like don't be afraid of what might happen. Just, be, just enjoy and, and be more have more fear of the fact that it's like if I don't try and I don't give it what I what I want, that's where I have more fear that's about. That's who it was. Doug Bradley mentioned that stat to me. But speaking of uh, what you were just talking about there, uh, as far as the mm-hmm. privacy and everything else like that, uh, do you think it allowed you be, to be not being, say, as famous as say a Tom Cruise or a you know Nicole Kidman or what you know like that upper echelon of fame, uh, 
did, did that uh, allow you to be more comfortable that paparazzi weren't involved with when you were raising your daughter or just things going through your life there? Um, it's not, you know, that, you know, that a celebrity list or anything like that, because you don't have to necessarily be an A-lister to be hounded by the paparazzi. True. But, <laughs> but, you know, the loss of anonymity was, was a scary thing. Um, and when, you know, let's face it, it's like everything in this world is all about energy. And so whatever energy it is that you're actually putting out, that's the energy that you're going to get. And so being that I was afraid of, of that, that's the energy that was being put out. And so that would, I, I feel kind of sabotage me okay well do, you know because you've been acting and everything else for 20 plus years and all along with your other mm-hmm. you know career in the hair and makeup which we'll get to in a second uh mm-hmm. do you think you would be more accepting to a wider spread of fame or anything like that because you're a little older a little wiser you know just where you're at in your life now Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, um, I know a lot more now, although I don't know everything. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, what most women do, though, but, you know. Uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> um, I mean, if you were to truthfully find out what it is that, you know, that when when someone is saying it's like, oh, I know it all, but it's, 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 it all, it's all relative. It's all, you know, depending upon what's going on there, but... Um, I mean, you know, there's still a lot of this business that I don't know, but I, I am not afraid of challenges now. Let's just say, I know a little bit more to to be able to speak for myself and know whether something is right or not, and it, or whether I want to do it or not, and not for fear, but because I just feel it's not right. Okay. Well, speaking of that, uh, is there anything in particular in the entertainment business that you would like to try? Uh, say it like a, a professional bucket list there. Um, you know, I, I, I you got to get like, would you would you be I, interested in maybe directing or producing or writing or oh, anything like another part of the business? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I'd really like to get into now is directing. Um, or producing, and, and or directing and producing, you know, um, as far as writing, I think maybe if I had a writing put, but for me to sit down alone, honestly, it's hard for me to sit down for an extended period of time and kind of do things anyway that would involve something like sitting down and writing, I think it's, I I'm too busy of a person, and I'm just so used to that busyness that it's hard to sit down and be quiet also my mind just doesn't shut up either. almost like it yeah not to say or be a psychiatrist or dr phil here but an adhd kind of thing you're so used to go 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 uh, you know but but that's not the same thing adhd is more of someone who who has i don't you know i don't know how to explain it but it, it's 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 an issue within yeah. themselves me, it's me. It's I've been working since I was old enough to mm-hmm. work, and and especially um, you know once I began my acting career, along with a day job and 
or day jobs, it's, you know, it's it's a constant go, constant survival. And so it, it's hard to stop Well, that. you know, I can't play this over the air, obviously, but I just got a text from Kevin Smith. He said he would uh, be your writing partner. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk uh, off air about that one, you know. <laughs> I doubt uh, that. Nah. Yeah, he's, got a, he's another one who's got a lot on his plate. So, nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, what, you know, with the day jobs there, what made you decide to do makeup and hair and go that route? Well, that's what I did before I became an actor. I was working in a salon back in Jersey. Ah. Uh, so basically, once I moved out here to California, um, I ran across a friend of mine that I knew back east who's, who was an actress at that time, and we did murder mystery theaters together. And... Uh, She's out here as a, a very successful hair and makeup artist, owning her own salon in, in the industry as well, uh, doing many, many celebrities. And so uh, so I kind of transitioned doing my hair and makeup into the entertainment business just, just to kind of, you know, get to know people because it's like out here you have to know how to network in any way, shape, or form that you can to find other people who are in the business and, and to get business. Well, uh, to sneak back into Clerks there before we wrap this up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like we said, it's 21 years since release and all, and we were talking about, you know, you doing different conventions and everything else like that. Uh-huh. Has your opinion changed on how the characters have been perceived over the years, and what? When did you actually? It's I guess you could say this is a two-parter. When did you realize, hey, this little film, it wasn't bad. This this was something actually bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, obviously, when we were all in, at Sundance and uh, Miramax bought it, but then also once it was released and just that momentum just kind of kept going. And, and, then, and then once it's like I get a phone call out of the blue, or not, actually no, it was an email, um, an email out of the blue about doing conventions, it's like, and that people would actually pay for my autograph, and, and they, they would want to meet me, I was like, what? So, <laughs> Did you think it was some sort of prank or something at first? Uh, well, no, not a prank, just, you know, someone trying to make a buck, you know, off of someone else, or a scam, or something yeah. like that, but uh, you know, thankfully, he he sent me a website, and so there were people on that site. I'm like, great, I know these people. I'll contact them and get their their thoughts on this because I'd never heard about conventions before or anything like that. So, uh, you know, I was able to do the homework and and the investigation, and and uh, then that's when it started as far as conventions. What do you say you do often or yearly? Would you say? Oh my gosh, I don't know, because I mean, I, I've had a year that I didn't do any, and then I've had a year where I've probably done seven, eight, nine, I don't know. It, it, I, I don't know. Yes, you said you're always so go, go, go. But uh, mm-hmm. what, what's your upcoming schedule look like as far as uh, any kind of filming or conventions, or what's going on coming up for you in the, your distant future? Well, the weekend of the 22nd, uh, I have a one-day convention in Michigan, and that's called Megacon. Um, and then 
the last weekend of the month, I have a convention out in Ventura here in California uh, called Ventura Comic Con. And uh, other than that, nothing scheduled for the rest of the year. I'm trying to get some scheduled. I have a couple of films that are kind of in a development pre-production stage. Um, some of them for quite a while, and some of them just kind of starting. So not, you know. It, have no idea what's really going to go ha- and yeah, happen. Yeah, but you're not going to lose any sleep over them, that's for sure. Well, you know, it's I've learned you can't get excited about anything until the contract is signed, and even then, <laughs> things have fallen apart at the last eleventh hour. So, you know, until I'm on set, I you know can't get excited about it. You know, as long as I just got to be prepared. That's all. Um, and um, let's see what else. Um, I have some voiceover books that are out there, so, you know, I, I just got to do some others and, and uh, audition for some others. I need to put some mailers out so that I can get new representation because don't have any anymore because I got rid of them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's about it. Um, well, if the fans want to reach out to you, because obviously... And we and no psychos, please. Uh, how? What's the best way they can reach out? You know, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or any of that stuff. I've got many options, actually. Uh, so I've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Marilyn Gigliotti uh, across the board, or with with Twitter, you can also do that clerks girl. I've got my website, MarilynGigliotti.com. Uh, so, yeah, many ways uh, to get a hold of me. Right, dang. Uh, like we said, no stalkers, no no freaks, no the whack jobs, stay away. Uh, <laughs> well, or she didn't say that. Let, let's preface this. Marilyn, thank you so much for taking about a half hour. You, uh, yeah, no problem. Thank you. With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jack! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, this is Shawn Michaels and you are listening to Lazy Train Radio. Yeah.